Hey guys, and welcome back to the Inner Work Podcast. We are your hosts, Paris. And Jalen. And today we're discussing the importance of embracing the inner work. Welcome to another episode. And we're here. Too. We're here. <laughs> so the importance of embracing the inner work is not running from your problems. When you look in the mirror, I want you to understand you. there's two people standing there, really. It's your competition and your best friend. Mm. And if you see an enemy, if you see somebody that you don't like, there's some issues going on there, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah. So it's like, take a step back and start working on that stuff. Mm. For example, there's a might be a certain weight goal you might want to get to, certain physique. You know, you might have a different hairstyle that you don't like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> But still, you know, the importance of that, you know, why do you think that, you know, like, what's the way I want to say it? Why do you think the majority of us, speaking as a us two, let's just bring it home real quick. Mm -hmm. Why do you think for so long, me and you have ran from that side of ourselves? Let's say through the time when we first started learning who we were, what would you say, like 11, 12, maybe? Mm-hmm. When you start realizing, like, you know, I got my own thoughts, I'm my own person, my own personality. And you start going through different things, through middle school, you know, high school, college, things of that nature. Why do you think we started to run from it? I think we don't have any issues with ourselves until we're introduced to the concept of comparison. Mm. When we get into a space with other people and they're being themselves and we're being ourselves and they're not, you know, no one is showing up like, oh, why do you do it that way? Oh, that's not good. Like, (laughs) you should do it this way. No one does it that way. Oh, that's for lames or babies or whatever kind of nonsense people would say. You know, that was when it really started to be like a space of questioning of why you do what you do. Mm. You know, I remember I was working at a Panera and one sister, I hope she's doing well, um, had started doing like, I think, um, STNA type work at a nursing home. And she was taking her lunch break and she was eating chips a certain way. I don't know. She liked to dip it in ranch or something. Just something she liked to do. That's how she liked to eat her food. She's minding her own business. Okay. There's there's an emphasis here. And somebody comes along and she's like, this this person, she always has something to say. I'm just doing whatever I'm doing. She's like, oh, you like doing that, huh? And it's just like, (laughs) Hmm. and (laughs) like, there's no problem with that. That's interesting. You know? And it's not to say that all of a sudden she felt like she needed to stop doing it. It's just that's an example of the kinds of situations that can come up where people feel like, well, now I'm thinking about it, especially young people. Mm-hmm. You know, when when middle school starts, I know that was like a big time for me, sadly, from like elementary up to like some point in late high school, I was really about fitting in. It was really sad, but I I realized during that time that when people would say like, oh, I see you're wearing 
whatever and they would just like make the little side eye or make mm. little comments you learn about the sarcasm and then you get the little clicks and people are tee 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 do you see what they're wearing oh my gosh <laughs> and it's like the what? judgment yeah it's the fear of the judgment mm-hmm. huh. okay it's it's so it's yeah because you're fine you're fine by yourself in your own space mm-hmm. until somebody makes it seem like what you do is wrong and it's like you know yeah it's just you're wearing your clothes you like plaid you like wearing your pants up high you're not hurting anybody (laughs) it doesn't have anything to do with anyone else you're not engaging with people it's just what you're wearing on your clothes interesting you know but and all of a sudden people start asking questions or anything like that and it's not like to talk about things that are inappropriate like if you want to go out and be naked like you can't just be a nudist in an area that is not for the nudists (laughs) that you have to find your space (laughs) you have to find the area where that is acceptable you can't just be like well this is what i want to do and it's not affecting anyone like that's that's different let's let's be sensible here there's moral grounds and boundaries and things in that nature definitely yeah i see what you're saying it's it's like there's different zones mm-hmm. that we got pushed into or pulled from when we were children. For example, like everybody has, you know, they used to say everybody's entitled to their own opinions. I remember that. My dad had this saying. <laughs> he said, everybody, um, I ain't going to say that. Never mind. <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. It was about opinions. Everybody got opinions like they got butts, but it went somewhere else. I'm just going <laughs> to leave that in the ether. You guys can figure that out where I was going with that. But everybody is entitled to their own opinion. Yeah. And I remember um, there were certain people in the neighborhood when I was younger that had this picture painted of me. You know, just just grand picture of me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're all in the same neighborhood. The mm-hmm. same exact neighborhood. We're all in the hood, actually. And for some reason, based upon the way I speak, the way I carry myself, huh? <laughs> based upon the way I carry myself, the way I speak, how I articulate. Mm-hmm. I liked, I used to like to read. I was a big science nerd. So all this stuff, yeah, so all this stuff, people painted, they used to talk about me behind my back. They used to say that I was a rich guy, I was a rich kid, you know, I had a... Like, that's bad or something. You know, that was interesting, but it was just like... when when (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. But it's like, when you really take a step back and think about it now, Mm -hmm. the reason why people were doing that, well, a big reason... Is because they felt within themselves something was missing. Mm-hmm. So they want to put, put that picture and portray it on you. Like, okay, there's something wrong with me. So there's something wrong with you too. So make fun of that. They're all going to point at you. So the heat is taken off me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it was just so interesting that we did that. You know, so I think it goes back to what we discussed last week. About what the inner work was. Mm-hmm. You know, when we mentioned um, acceptance. You know, wanting to fit in and things of that nature. Excuse me. Wanting to fit in. Mm -hmm. Because there are certain, I guess they call them social economic groups is what Mm -hmm. people usually call them. Especially in high school or even in college. Mm -hmm. You know, even in our adult lives at your jobs Mm -hmm. and your business, you have, if you own a business and you have employees or if you work in a corporation, you have colleagues. And just, you will notice that there's certain groups that different people will hang in. And if you take a step back, detach from that, and actually look, you can see what's really going on. Like a lot of times there's the gossip group, mm. or there's the playful group, 
or there's a really serious group that you never see them smile or laugh, but they're always the top of their group or top of the company, would you mm-hmm. say? They're just extremely focused. They don't seem like they have any fun, but they do that outside of work, you know? So it's best to like focus on why we pay so much attention to what other people say. Mm-hmm. You know, why do we do that? Mm. You know, I want to, I want to like be able to use that key I mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. from Lock and Key from last week. I want to be able to use that because I, I feel like if I, if I or we or whoever is listening had an opportunity to really see what's in our minds, we can actually like confront it differently. I'm like, you know what? I don't like this. I don't want this here. Let's give it to that. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. So you said the biggest thing that you feel like is hindering us. What did you say that was? Hindering us from like moving forward or let's say not accepting the pains of other people as truth. We didn't touch that topic no. specifically yet, but there was a question that I posed. I don't remember what it was exactly, but there was a question that I posed about the biggest thing that's, that's holding us back. Mm-hmm. remember that it was last week we were talking about it <laughs> but it was just like the biggest thing that's stopping us from actually reaching our fullest potential you know being around other individual groups mm-hmm. people pushing us into different categories and saying this is what you need to be doing right. you need to be doing this you got all the potential in the world why aren't you doing this mm-hmm. instead of just figuring out what you truly want to do mm-hmm. whether people agree with that or not you know so what is a way we can actually, let's say we're talking to children. Let's say we have, we don't have our babies yet. Let's mm-hmm. say they're here. What would be like some pointers you would give them on like overcoming the outside adversity? Mm-hmm. You know, when people saying, oh, you're weird. You like to read. And then now they don't want to read anymore. They want to hang out with the bad kids. Or mm-hmm. let's not say bad kids, people that are misguided. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What would you say? What would you say to, you know, a five or six year old child? What would be some advice you give them or to a parent to be able to talk to that child to give them a chance to like be ready to face that mm. or be prepared to overcome that? That's good. Um, I think in regards to being ready to face it is just knowing why you do what you do so if you read a lot like be introspective from from day one ask yourself why you like to read what you like to read why you like to read what you like to read like be really really in tune with what you like and who you are so anybody who comes and tries to pick you apart it's like we're airtight this is like Fort Knox or whatever. <laughs> you can't. It's a fortress. Like I'm good. It's a fortress. Okay. You know, girded up with the whole armor. Okay. Aye, right, right. So, like, you, you can't. I'm, I'm good. Like, I like to read and, yeah. So, and addressing people when they do come at people or come at you with those questions of, like, oh, like, you like to read? Like, that's weird or whatever. Like, oh, why is it weird? Because sometimes people will say things and they don't know why they're saying them. Mm-hmm. That's just what they've heard. Yeah, I remember um, growing up in my household, like both my parents are West African. And um, 
So I was coming out of this phase, you know, eating different kind of food. You know, my hair wasn't done the same way other little girls' hair was done. I always wanted <laughs> with, to with be... With hairstyles you was rocking. Y'all know the little beads, the ones that made all the noise. Oh, I was man. like... You know uh, I used to wear those when I had braids? You did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, you're fine. But, you know, just like that started for me the wanting to fit in. Because I wanted to fit in the house you know, and didn't fit in as well because I didn't speak the language. So I could pick up things here and there, but I wasn't as connected as I wanted to be. And I was the only one of my siblings that was living in the house that was born in the States. Mm -hmm. And so there was that other disconnect. So I was like, if I can't really fit in at home, then I want to fit in at school. And it was like, oh, well, things aren't going so well with me fitting in at school either. And so it just made things really awkward. But I guess I felt like I had a bigger chance of fitting in at school and so I was always trying to do that but if somebody says like oh you know like your hair is ugly or whatever like oh what's ugly about it mm. like ask the questions and I think that guiding young people to do that early on helps them to be more secure in themselves as individuals it helps them to help other people to learn about themselves. So they're not just regurgitating things, you know, like, oh, well, my parents, this is what they say in the house. And so I'm just saying what they said. Like they said mm. they work with this African and they're an African booty scratcher. So that's what I call Africans, too. <laughs> you know, it's interesting <laughs> you say that because, you know, I noticed with my little sister, children, they, they don't do what you say. They do what they see as model. Mm -hmm. You know, so whatever it is that you do around your siblings, around your friends, around the little ones, they're not going to do as you say. They're going to do what you do. Mm -hmm. You know, the monkey see, monkey do. I hate to put us in the same categories as monkeys, but that's literally how we learn. Mm -hmm. That's why babies are sponges. Yeah. You know, so I, I like that concept. And squishy. And squishy. <laughs> and nice little fluffy, <laughs> the little feet. You know, but I like that concept. You know, talk to mm -hmm. the little ones and get them to become aware mm -hmm. of how to, like, voice their pains and voice how they feel rather than reacting and yes. just blowing up. Oh, you said I'm my hair ugly. Well, that's why. Yo, my, like, right. no, we don't need to go don't that route. Don't engage in pettiness. Mm -hmm. Be understanding, like, how to address it. How not to clap back because people of color, they know how to clap back. <laughs> it's too much. But, like, pettiness really did originate with colorful people, okay? Mm. Like, all these black people, I'm sure other ethnicities as well, they get it. And they'll just say something. It's like, ha, oh, he got you right. and, and all that sort of thing. But it's really not necessary. And it's like, like, what? Like, if there is some edification that can come forth, that's always the better way to go. Mm -hmm. If you want to joke, you know, you can you can maybe do that after after the edification like what i was gonna say was but you know no. i love you so no <laughs> <laughs> but definitely not to teach the children to go down that route because it's so easy when they're young to just fall into that pattern because mm -hmm. then the they'll be the clap back king or clap back queen and everybody will be like oh they asked so and so a question about such and such let's see what they respond and so they're getting all this attention and they're getting all hyped up 
for them to say something sideways instead of just you know dealing with it in a mature way i mm-hmm. remember hearing one sister talk about an experience she had with her son i think they were in a lift going somewhere and the um the driver was kind of short with him he said good evening or greeted him somehow and the driver was short with him and the the boy didn't say anything but i think when they were getting out of the car he he let him know that you know it made him uncomfortable or something along the lines of well you know when i got in the car you know it kind of hurt me how you responded to my greeting and i just wanted to let you know like i hope you have a good day something something mm, wow. that's like wildly mature for a child how old was he probably under the age of 10 Jeez. if not like 10 just just around 10 like wow. not older i don't think but i always that's remember blessed. hearing wow. that yeah and i always remember hearing that and just being like this is really like a goal <laughs> to have children that are that you know well versed in themselves like oh i don't like the way that this person responded to me you know i was raised to greet people and so like that's polite and i know what polite responses are to that that's not a normal response but they're not gonna be like you're mean or something (laughs) they're not gonna lash out that they had time to come up with a good response and i feel like that's really it like training up children to know how to respond in a mature way in a way that is seasoned with grace mm-hmm. and that's wise so that that's what they're spreading you know absolutely now you know the word says train up a child in the way it should go so when mm-hmm. it's old will not depart from it mm-hmm. so when you have you know no shade at how you know some people choose to operate you know we understand that based upon the bible Based upon the word of God, it, it, he left us an instruction manual mm-hmm. on how to be a better human, if you want to look at it that way, from a scientific standpoint, how to be a better human. You know, just be nice, be good to people. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you have a child, like the example that you gave, you have a child that's like 9, 10 years old, is already being taught that way. By the time he's like 20, 30 years old, he's going to be a well-versed young man mm-hmm. that's able to hold his own mentally. He's going to be emotionally intelligent, you know, and actually be able to like have intellectual conversations with people and not just (laughs) I don't want to say that but not just spew out nothing out of his mouth Mm -hmm. at times not just be able to just okay this person obviously doesn't smell too well so I'm going to tell him about himself but he has a way to give him that you know has a way to let him know the truth without just smashing him in the face with mm-hmm. it, you know? Or if somebody disrespects him, in the case of the, the Uber or Lyft driver, he was able to actually voice his emotions properly. Mm-hmm. And that is really strong. Mm-hmm. That's really strong. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Not letting his emotions overtake him. Because that's another thing that children pick up really easily from their parents. Like, if they see that their parents get carried away and they get angry easily, then it's probably going to be natural for the child to get angry easily. (laughs) They'll, Mm -hmm. you know, have trouble putting the Legos together and just start throwing them. I say this because I remember doing this as a child. But, (laughs) you know, little things like that, you know, you can't get Barbie's outfit to fit or you can't find her shoe or, you know, 
the toy car, the wheel is sticky, and then all of a sudden you just have to throw it. Like, why is everything with the throwing? You know, just being able to say, oh, there's an issue here, mm-hmm. identifying the issue, and then going to someone for help. That's another thing. Because, yes, being able to to operate in humility and, and ask for help, ask for assistance, and then know what you're asking for. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, knowing your pleases and your thank yous so that all of that is is tied up at the ends but that's another really big thing absolutely that space that little shift that happens like children will just be children and and fancy i don't know just fancy free and fancy free fancy free i don't even know if that's the term i'm looking for but they're just carefree fantasy land right they're carefree okay and then at some point there's a shift where they don't feel comfortable like they feel insecure and it's like what where did that seed come from? It's that perpetuating the curse. Mm. That's what it is. You know, passing down that, that curse of not being sure of yourself, not being confident, being fearful, being full of anger and hatred and frustration. Mm. You know, one of the most detrimental things that a child can hear when they're younger, you can feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but like if they're like, Mom, when I get older, I want to be this. No, baby, you can't do that. Right. Like, why would you say that? Nope. You know, and it's just in children in general, mm-hmm. you know, like if we continue to, you know, think the way we think as adults or operate the way we operate or act without thinking, per se, you know, because, you know, we ha- our mind has a conscious and a subconscious. Mm-hmm. So the majority of the way we act is based upon paradigms. So we're just acting most of the time. We don't even know why. So you have babies or children or younger individuals, they see that and they begin to model that. And at a certain age, they lose that innocency that you were just talking about. So like they go from being the innocent, carefree child to now perpetuating the curse that they've seen. Okay, mm-hmm. now I can't do what I want to do because it's not possible for me to do it. Or I'm not able to be carefree because people are going to judge me or people look at me different. Because I'm a black kid and I want, I don't know, I want to play in science labs all day. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm a black kid. I like to read books. Mm -hmm. In the average community, it might be a little weird for that. Because the majority of our neighborhoods, academics is not smiled upon. It's frowned upon. Mm -hmm. You know, if you do good in school, you're not going to come home with your report card most of the times. And the people around you in that environment is going to congratulate you. Okay, cool. You got an A. Mm. Mm. You know, so now you started, okay, now my um, my good deeds are not being rewarded. How else am I going to get attention? Mm. Start acting out. And now they're perpetuating the curse. I remember when I started to look up what that word meant, what um, iniquities actually in the Bible, when uh, God said he will um, visit the iniquities of the fathers mm-hmm. unto the children, to the third and fourth generation. I looked up iniquity and it means immoral behavior. Mm. So it's like when you see people acting out and doing these different things it's the curse Mm -hmm. so the importance of the inner work is to like get in there and uproot that stuff get rid of that stuff or it's going to continue to get passed down you know what I mean Mm -hmm. that is really important Mm -hmm. for the young ones to not see so with that being said stay (laughs) tuned for next week of the next episode of the inner work podcast And when you do so, we will see you at the top.
Ta-ta. <laughs>